Bible and Pop Culture's podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Mia Burt, curator for Bible and Pop Culture magazine. For years, I taught Bible and Pop in the classroom and had a blast and learned as much as I taught. But now we're taking it to the streets for honest exploration of authentic Christianity through pop culture. Today, I'm here with Christine Walker, owner of CW Consulting Service, a graphic web design company, and co-owner of Mac Publishing Group. She previously served for 10 years as a Messianic congregational leader in North Texas, teaching the Jewish roots of our faith in local churches. Welcome, Christine. Today, we're exploring the idea of crossing cultures in this month's issue, and we're talking about what David Pawson entitled cleverly degreasing the church, as in Greece, the country. I've often wondered how the modern church drifted from its Hebraic roots during the time of Acts 2 into the early first century. History tells us a Greco-Moman Western understanding crept into the church around 100 to 300 AD when we transitioned into the time of Constantine and the formation of the more modern church's structure. Christine, how do you see the differences between the church's understanding of the Hebraic communities of the first century and the Western mindset that we have today? Well, I think one of the biggest aspects that I see is when Yeshua, so I'll be using Hebrew terms, Yeshua, Jesus. So if I say something you don't know, just stop me and I'll translate for you. Yeshua, a Jew, or Messiah, Mashiach, a Jew. He was, and even in that culture, in the Jewish mindset, it's very relational. It was all about relationships. Relationships, your relationship to from God to you, your relationship from you to God, your relationship with your inner man, and also your relationship with others. Everything was relational. I, I think in modern Christendom, we have more of a program mindset. You know, join the program, join this. I really believe the motivation behind it, 100% well-meaning. In my personal experience, that whole relational aspect gets lost a little bit. And so one of the things going back is, you know, to understand Jews in in Yeshua's day and, and, and the Talmudian or disciples, everything was connected. Your family were your neighbors. Your neighbors were... The people you worked with, your the people you worked with were the people you went to synagogue with. It was a very communal, relational thing, and and it was all under under God. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't this compartmentalism that we have in our culture, because you know compartmentalism is really strong in the Roman Greco mindset. You know we have our work here, we have our home life here, we have our church life here. We have all these other things. So we've kind of lost that sense of communal relationship under a sovereign God, like really communal relationships. So that's kind of where I think that's one of the biggest differences. Um, And it's not to say people aren't relational, but in the sense of relationships that permeate every area of our life, we have very, again, compartmentalized relationships. Mm-hmm. 
You know, our coworkers are, are one thing, our neighbors are another, our family is another. And so at the end of the day, you know, obviously we live in much bigger cities and it's harder to know people, but even in Israel, even today, that sense of relationship mm-hmm. under God, that sense of relationship to each other, it's it's very, very strong. And you know, we're in our in our culture, and, and part of it's our society, part of it's our culture, part of it's the Roman Greco mindset. But you know, how many of us know the names of our neighbors? Mm-hmm. How many of us live on the same street as somebody that we work with? You know, so at the end of the day, it's we're very disconnected from each other, mm-hmm. even within the church setting or the congregational setting, we're very disconnected. We, we tend to gravitate to those who are in our own socioeconomic level. Understanding, right. And, and, and understanding. I mean, you know, the educated kind of hang out with the educated and the, you know, those who this level financially tend to hang out with those also were because, and, and I think the biggest difference with that is there was no social tier the poor worship you know and they were all interconnected so i i think that's one of the biggest okay is that relationship over like a program mentality i mean so, those pro- programs are great but so like for example during that time they would come to a service and everybody would be included and everybody taught at the same time. Right. Um, well, and, and you have to realize too, I mean, back in biblical times, even even through the, the Talmudim, the disciples, even as Paul was writing letters, I mean, you have to understand, there was no New Testament at that time. Mm-hmm. And those letters that Paul wrote were simply letters of communication to different congregations in the in the region. So there was no New Testament. There was no Bible as we know it. The Bible and not everybody had a copy. They would go through, they would go to Shabbat, like Shabbat services. They would go to synagogue and they would, they would actually, they didn't have their own Torah. They didn't have their own songs. They didn't have, you know, the Torahs may, or the, the Old Testament as we know it in Hebrew is called the Tanakh. And the Tanakh is made up of the Torah, which isn't law, it means instruction. It's also made up of the Nebuim and the Ketuvim, which are the the writings of the prophets. So that's the scripture base they had at that time. And nobody had, you know, unless you were very, very wealthy, no one had their own personal Torah. Or there, you know, so those are things that we need to realize that, you know, one, how incredibly blessed we are that each one of us can have a scripture at our, you know, at our fingertips at any moment, even the internet. The other thing is, you know, is realizing that they were completely 100% dependent on each other to learn. There, there wasn't, I mean, you know, there were those who were more studious than others, but 
at the end of the day, they were 100% completely dependent on each other to learn the word of God. And here's the greatest thing. In the Torah, and even today, we have what's called parashahs. So parashahs are what they would study. So they would go through what we now have chapters, but at that, at that time they didn't have chapters. But the parashah would cover, you know, a certain amount of scripture. And guess what? Everybody in Israel at the time was studying the same exact parashah. Okay. That's so cool. it's it, there was that that spiritual unity. Mm-hmm. So everybody was on the same page at the same time. Not to say that that's you know better or worse. I'm just saying it's how it was. They were just dealing with parashah. So they were they were coming together. They were 100 dependent on each other to learn to grow in faith. And then here comes this radical crazy rabbi named Yeshua. Who's like, oh yeah, we're going to take it to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And what he did is he he essentially took Torah and he took Torah and the prophets and the writings and he expounded on them. He didn't do away with them. He didn't do away with Torah. Mm -hmm. He just expounded on it to make it more an inner man thing. Mm -hmm. In, in, In inner man, like, okay, this is what Torah tells you to do, actions, outward action-wise. But here's what I'm telling you. Your motivation behind it Equally. matters just as much as what you do. So that's a great segue into like the second point of right. the difference between the ancient understanding and the time of Acts and the Judaic right. mindset to the Greek is there's a whole different shift on reality versus perception right so in the greek mindset there's matter and there's spirit and there's a huge emphasis on spirit and point where matter is kind of a second class citizen you kind of talk about the the hebraic or the grand mindset as far as how that absolutely because you know that's that you know it's like we get into etherealism and that's where the spiritual and etherealism exists and many 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 different religions where they put the spirit man over but here's here's the thing so we have the triunity of god we have the father son and holy spirit as as one chad. now chad in hebrew means unity not individual so you have this spirit of unity among the triunity of God himself, right? But then he created us in his image. And so creating us in his image means that we also are triune in nature, okay? We are body, soul, and spirit. If you elevate one over another, what ends up happening is you lose balance and perspective. Mm You know, we, and also if we're elevating one over the other, you know, we don't elevate the real Kokodesh or the Holy Spirit over Yeshua. We don't elevate Yeshua over the Father. We don't elevate, you know, their, their unity, their, their echad. But for us as believers, also, oftentimes we will elevate the spiritual over the tangible. And, and the problem is, is like God created us as tangible human beings. He gave us instructions on how to live as tangible human beings. Mm -hmm. 
but we are triune in nature. So there's a there's a echad, there's a oneness within our body, mind, and spirit that if we're elevating one above another, or or we're taught to elevate one above another, then our then the question is, are we really still made in the image of God? Mm-hmm. Because the elevation of one over another doesn't exist. And so that's where we come in as, you know, and, and also a lot of confusion. You know, that was something I really grappled with when I went to Bible college is the whole idea of faith. Faith. What is it? What is it? I needed my brain needed a tangible explanation of what faith was as I was delving more and more into the Jewish roots of our faith, what I found was, you know, there's a, a wonderful word in Hebrew, and it's imuna. Imuna is trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can more tangibly understand trust. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my chair. I'm trusting it to hold me up. Right. I am on the computer, and I'm trusting it to be good. And to continue this this conversation. So there's a tangibility with the word trust, which is really faith Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really where it comes from as far as, you know, really delving into, okay, do we we trust God? Do we trust God to be true? Is his word true? You know, is, is everything that is written in the Tanakh, in the Buritadasha. is basically New Covenant, New Testament as we know it. So, you know, those were some of the things that really made my faith grow feet. Mm-hmm. Like, really made it real and made it something that was almost something that you could taste, see, smell, touch. So, Okay. And another thing that I kind of noticed when I was teaching my humanities class, I had a a friend come in and teach. And one of the things that I also noticed about the Greek mindset is kind of the emphasis on the physical. When Caesar, when all the different Caligula, when these emperors have busts made of themselves, they always made themselves into the perfect physical form, beautiful, and they would make themselves young. Do you see this um, having crept into the church today, this kind of mindset, what is beautiful? Absolutely. I mean, it is unfortunate, but it is very prevalent. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, just as I was saying before, we tend to gravitate to the people who look like us, Mm -hmm. who are in our same socioeconomic status. And, And what ends up happening is, in that sense of being gravitationally pulled to our own image, if you will. Right. What ends up happening is in that gravitational pull to be pulled to our own image, we inadvertently ostracize those who are not made in our specific image. Right. So absolutely. There are so many times where we need to eat healthy, we need to do this, we need to do that. We, you know, we're we're just we're inundated with information beyond social media, beyond our culture and society. But yeah, anything that's happening in our culture and society will absolutely creep in. 
-hmm. and and it has a tendency to be subtle at first we don't like notice it mm -hmm. but then it has a tendency to grow and turn into something ugly mm -hmm. and ungodly right how we are living not just what we're studying but how we're living is coinciding with a very balanced scriptural approach making sure that we're keeping scripture in context and when we do not understand something you know we go to james as you guys know it but yoko his actual name is yoko and we go to yoko and we're like you know you know if we lack wisdom what does that scripture say it says if you have any of you lack wisdom ask and it will surely be given to us so this is where i think you know just in this process uh, and also taking an honest look at because sometimes getting into the jewish roots and, and understanding is a little scary because we think oh it's changing my religion no it's not it's the difference between so it's like taking two pictures you have a picture taken in 1932 of the eiffel tower in paris you have a picture taken in 2019 of the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Okay. Logistically, you are looking at exactly the same thing. Right. But the detail and the color and the, the expression of what you're seeing in that 2019 picture mm -hmm. is going to be so much more right. than the black and white gray sepia version you're looking at from 1932 so you're seeing the same thing you're just seeing it with a lot more color and a lot more understanding yeah. if that makes sense that's perfect so it's in addition to where right. we you know our understanding and it's going right. to things come alive right. to it that we previously didn't understand it's going to make it real it's right. going to make faith real it's going to give it, it gives us the understanding of you know, I, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to convert to Judaism. That's not what it's about. Be proud of, of who God made you, created you to be as you are right now. But what I am saying is trying to get back to that understanding, because the more we have a Jewish roots understanding, a Judaic understanding of, of our scriptures and, and how things were, the deeper our relationship will be with Messiah and, and with the Father himself. So that's uh, that's just kind of my two shekels. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for, yeah. uh, for tuning in with us, kind of giving us your two shekels worth. You can check out Christine in her own blog, just mytwoshekels.com. And uh, see her thoughts on everything ranging from modern events to Hebraic roots. But thank you so much for your time, and we hope to see you around. Here at Bible and Pop Culture, we look for interesting ideas to engage the culture with honest, authentic conversation to learn more about ourselves, each other, and God. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel or find us at BibleandPopCulture.com to hear many other topics. Bible and Pop Culture is crowdfunded and a nonprofit organization so that we can freely provide our content to start great conversations. You can help us do this by checking out BibleandPopCulture.com's donate button with either a one-time gift or supporting us monthly. Thank you so much for your support and we'll see you next conversation.